Before we get into today's video, please remember to vote for Rovers Chat in the Football Content Awards. We've reached the final 10-man shortlist, two years on the bounce. We'd love to make it free. You can vote by going down to the description. You either click the link for Twitter, and it'll create a tweet that you just click post on, or you can go over to the website, the actual Football Content Awards website, which will also be linked down below in the description. Find the Best Club Content Creator section, go to the Football League and put Rovers Chat in, and your vote will be counted towards the vote. Thank you very much for voting for us. Hello and welcome back to the Rovers Chat YouTube channel or if you're listening on Spotify or Apple, welcome. Whatever channel you are watching on, remember to hit subscribe as well. But today we're going to go into a bit of a more in-depth analysis of the Watford victory. We'll look over how the game panned out, different parts of the game, how one player uh, performed in our pick of the week. We'll just take a look at the game really and give a bit more of an analysis than you get in the instant match reaction. As you'll see, or as you'll hear, I'm joined today by Mark. Mark, how are we? We're good. I'm still exhausted after yesterday's trip. It was a long uh, round trip, a very early start, as I'm sure you uh, experienced as well. But yes, no, I'm, I'm I'm recovering. Yeah, it was well worth it, wasn't it? Though it's nice yeah. to have that when you travel all that way. It was nice to get a result, really. Like I said, we'll look into the game today. We'll look at the standout parts. We'll look at maybe things that need to be improved, the stats as well. And on the football's not just a numbers game, but I think it's always good to look at the underlying numbers behind the performances. So, Mark, I'll just come to you first before we actually look at the numbers. Mm -hmm. What were your overall take on the game? You know, using the eye test, do you think Rovers deserved the result we got? I think I think it's difficult. There's two ways to look at it, really. You could say, well, they dominated the game. That's one simplistic way of looking at it. And it was a smash and grab. I think there's a lot more behind that. I think Blackburn um, set up in a way that they were always going to allow Hull Watford the ball I think it was very very obvious even to, to where we were is that they were not pressing until Hull again Watford got to that halfway line there was quite an obvious uh, decision where they were saying no and there was a point in the second half where Smodix's instinct was to cause them down and Travis was bellowing at him and they had a bit of a ding dong about it saying no because he didn't want him to press on his own. And until they hit that sort of trigger of the halfway line, we did not engage in any pressing, which is so different for Rovers. So I think a lot of it actually smashing grabs harsh. I think we set up that way, and I would argue, you know, we've won the game playing how we wanted to play the game. Yeah, definitely. I think it was that. I think I mentioned in the post-match reaction that I didn't feel it was massively smash and grab at the time no. of actually watching the game. I think the words... Uh, the words you smash and grab, I think it's kind of a common cliche used by yeah. commentators, etc. You've gone and won away one nil, it's seen as a smash and grab, unless you're a big side going away to a smaller side. I think it's it's seen like that. But we'll just get into the coverage of the game, actually. We'll uh, mm. take a look at each part. We'll run through anyone who's listening audio-wise. We do the graphics over on the YouTube channel, but we will explain to you what's going on. And we will try and get the best audio experience, really. So if we just take a look, we'll start off with a starting exercise now. This is all taken from Sofa score. We will reference it all down below. But it just basically shows what the ratings were for each player given off Sofa score. And it also just mm. gives us an example of teams. Now, Mark, one thing you picked up before we started was the average ages of the sides. Yeah. Now, I know that Ryan Andrews, I believe, is a very young lad in, in the team who wouldn't maybe normally mm. be in there. Uh, and we know they bring a lot of players in from different countries obviously the Udinese yeah. link where they have younger players so I think that's where the average age comes from and when you note that if I look at that Dom Hyams over 24 I'd suggest uh, yeah. Smodic's Hedges 
Anyone else I missed there? Travis must be Travis 24. Yeah, yeah. Ainsley Pierce, 24. So we're at that age. But the one thing I wanted to reference with these front four now, of the five-way scores that uh, Rovers got on this, three of them come from the attacking fa- uh, attacking four, sorry, with Harry Leonard, 6.5, Smodic, 6.8, mm. and Dolan, 6.1. Now, Mark, off here, we mentioned that Rovers struggled attacking-wise in the first half. What do you think yeah. the, the cause of that was? Was it just bad decision-making? Was it just maybe not being in the game as much with the light. Mm. I think it, it, it was crying out at the time for the exact substitutions he made. They needed to be made. I couldn't see him making any others and I didn't want him really to make any others. Uh, and I think the, the reason was, I think Tyree Stolen at this moment in time is looking a poorer player than Tyree Stolen is. I think he, he's got room to grow still and I think he's got things that he definitely needs to work on and unfortunately, they're very similar things that he's always had to work on. But at the minute, he looks really short of confidence. He's not even doing the things that he can do very well and he was just ineffective. Um, I think Sammy Smodix was very ineffective yesterday. He was playing pretty much in that 10 role. His pressing was great and he, you know, he always worked hard and in terms of keeping shape, I think he was, um, he was very effective. But on the ball, and actually he never provided a goal threat for us, which is what you'd expect in a, a counter-attacking Rovers performance. Um, so that surprised me really. I thought he was quiet. He was quiet. Um, Harry Leonard, I thought, it's a little bit harsh the rating on Harry Leonard. Yeah, I yeah, agree. Yeah, what he did, he did very well. You know, he was holding the ball up a little bit. Some of his, way, his link-up play wasn't wasteful with the ball, which Dolan really was. However, he just didn't do enough of it. So to be that that man, and he wasn't isolated necessarily, but to be that man up there, he, he had to be involved more and he wasn't. So I think that's probably where the rating comes from. I think as well with Leonard, you saw him get involved, like you say, holding the ball up well. My issue with the team in the first half especially was that when we get the ball up to the striker, there were not many options for him to give it off. Like, no, no, often, no. like Smodics were running past four to try and do something. One time Dolan got the ball in the middle, and it were it were where you'd expect Rovers to have four or five pushing up, probably JRC as well on the right getting yeah. up. Yeah. And he had no one and he was trying to run past six. And no. you're looking at it thinking Messi won't get past six, never mind no. you know, these championship players. So it was definitely no. a part of that first half, I think, where there just weren't enough support. But as we got on to the game and as we'll mention, we'll look at the subs. I think yeah. once we brought Moran and Gallagher on, I was yeah. actually quite impressed with Rovers. I've been critical of Gallagher. I think we know. Yeah. A lot of Rovers fans have, a lot of people on the channel as well. I was really impressed by him when he come on. I think he gives yeah. us a bit of an outlook Agreed. that we've been missing. I wanted yeah. to focus on Moran, though, Mark. Now, obviously, mm. arrived on Saturday, obviously, part of the team, on Friday, sorry, yeah. part of the team, etc. You did your reaction yeah. to the signing as well on the channel. Mm. What did you make of his impact? Obviously, he had that shot that was straight at the keeper, but were you impressed by the 35 minutes or so we got from him? Yeah, I mean... He's never really played on that left-hand side either. I think I think he will feature there for us, um, particularly with the injury still to Sigurdsson. He's mainly attacking midfield and right-hand side and occasionally up front. Uh, but yeah, I think the word I've used is probably showed glimpses, um, thinking little bursts, which is, you know, a, a little bit because of the way we were playing. But he carried the ball, I, I think, felt personally felt one or two times that he could have carried that ball a bit further. But, you know, let's be honest, this is his debut for the club. He's trained with them once. Um, he's probably not wanting to overdo it. He's not what you don't want, and what is often um, potentially a risk with a young player who's attacking front player is that they give the ball away and then something happens at the other end. I think he was quite cautious, and sometimes it looked like he could um, show more than he actually did. He sort of played within himself a little bit, but that said, he still he showed glimpses for me. And that one little jink where he got inside 
Um, again, I think on another day, a bit more um, familiar with his teammates, maybe a bit more confident in himself, he probably would have had a shot there. Uh, but no, I, I think I think there's a lot to work with there. It was, it was kind of what we hoped, really. Um, yeah. I think he feels a different option as well for me. He feels like someone that's not yeah. what we already have at the club, which I think is the biggest thing. This and we need it desperately. Yeah. yeah, it's the same with a striker role, isn't it? If we can get a striker mm. in that doesn't do what Gallagher or Leonard does, I think we're in a much better position going forward. But mm. transfer talks for another day. We'll obviously have the string coming on Friday yeah. as well, where hopefully we're doing transfers. If not, there'll be a lot of quizzes, a lot of chats. You can come <laughs> and check that out. But if we just move on now... Obviously, Rovers uh, took the lead in the second half. Quick rundown of the game. Plenty of changes, yeah. plenty of fouls as well, and cards, yeah. etc. But we just wanted to focus on the stats. Now, the short stats are first up. Rovers outplayed on the expected goals. I know that's a bit mixed in people's minds, but it does give a good insight of the chances given. Possession-wise, Rovers had about 34-35% over the game. Shots absolutely outnumbered. Watford had 24 to Rovers 5 overall. Yeah. Now, 10 block shots. Now, this is what I wanted to bring up. I was glad this yeah. stat came up because it led perfectly yeah. into a conversation starter. Now, Mark, yeah. I thought Rovers put their body on the lines excellently. The one from Dom Iam in the first half in front of the away and that was a guaranteed goal, I think. I, it might have just been going wide, but from watching it there, it was definitely a shot that had caused us a few, yeah. uh, a few worries, to say the least. But what do you make yeah. of Rovers putting... You know, getting this many shots in because uh, block shots, sorry, because we've seen it so many times that I've arguably I've complained about Rovers being weak in defence and maybe not resilient, but this was complete opposite of it. Yeah, there was a complete. I mean, you remember that high end one? I remembered one where uh, Callum Britton did exactly the same yes. thing, and after that, his rating was quite harsh, to be honest. Uh, there was what I would say is that there was just an absolute determination to keep clean sheet. They were working for each other. The, I mean, when you're playing in a way where you are not sat in, you know, they weren't camped in a box, but we were, we were defensively making sure we were in position. Uh, and we'll come on to Calvin Britton in a minute as well with this position. But we, we were very much, they had to be focused the whole game. They all had to be in position. When they got slightly out of position, the determination to cover it, to block, uh, just to cover each other and, and just work as a team and, and an absolute unit was incredible. And it was really, really... I think you could feel that when you were there. The fans were, were really supporting the team, particularly through those last 10 minutes where you could see a lot of them were out on their feet. And, it, you know, it, it makes you proud, to be fair. I think that those young yeah. lads are, are young. For them to be able to execute a game plan like that and to keep that um, concentration levels, but then to support each other if someone's out of position was just, yeah, we've got, I'll tell you what, we've got some team spirit. I felt like they played without fear as well. I think Rovers have... Yeah. Maybe gone down to these kinds of grounds before, you know, Watford 22 years without a win there. Plenty of Southern mm. grounds, Mike referenced it before. We're quite, only overall, we're quite poor normally when we have to travel to these bigger clubs that have been in the uh, Premier League last two, three years. I think we've always been, you yeah. know, we've always struggled. But uh, I'd also I say, I think, them. the more I'm seeing, the more um, you realise how, how good a manager Yundale Thompson is. And I think also how much faith those players have in him. Because if they did not fully back, I mean, this is a change of style. If they did not fully back the, the manager and the style of play and that actually but have a belief that what he's telling us is going to work, then they wouldn't have been able to do that. They might still run, they might still work, try to work as hard, but there was an inner belief that this is the right way to do this today and we will make this work and this will work for us um, in defence and in attack. Yeah, it's really good. I love it when 
I love a one nil away winner. I love it when you yeah. put your bodies on the line and you get that win. I think it's the perfect yeah. thing. I think Holcomb and did it at Ewood and put in mm. what I'd argue is a very good away performance. And I love it when Rovers come and do that elsewhere. Let's move on to look at the shots. Now we mentioned five shots. Mm. There was only five. The ones, um, if you're watching on YouTube, the ones with a circle and a dot in it, shots on target. The one without a dot, uh, we're off target or blocked, and then obviously you've got the goal. Now, not many chances for Rovers for there for me there. Uh, the one on the left of the box with the dot in will be Moran's shot, and then Smadix will be the one on the right. So not many massive chances where the Rovers, no. at least shots wise, were a bit of a smashing game in terms of shots. But I yeah, think the performance is warranted a lot more than that comment that we made on uh, on the club. Yeah, absolutely. I think against Hull, what we accused the players of, well, what we, we our opinion was that they overplayed and they tried to almost score the perfect goal. That wasn't the case in, in this game. They, they were careless in possession at times on that counter. But, they, you know, I think they got as many shots as they could, really. Um, yeah. it, it was breaking down a little bit earlier than that over weekend. Yeah, I think if we did have come out of this with 12 shots and no goals, the striker moan had come back, wasn't it, that we've been on about all summer. And it's just nice to see us take a chance and actually get a goal. We'll move on to the passing now. Rovers outplayed in terms of passing starts. So no surprise there. One I wanted to mention with the Jules one. Now, Rovers outnumbered in first half in terms of Jules. Won a lot in the second, that kind of part of putting the body on the line, getting a foot in, etc. Just really positive. We look at clearances. We expect that when Rovers are camping, etc. But overall, I'm just really positive about the way before. And then the momentum graph shows the same. This essentially shows that, you know, when the team are on top in the game, not much for Rovers there in blue. They got the goal, though. That's all that matters. Like we said at the start, yeah. you know the eye test of the game. You can back you the underlying numbers, but one thing counts at the end. For anyone who's not seen it as well, I mean, it looks... Stats-wise, if you look at this, the possession, number of passes that they had, even this momentum graph uh, and the shots, it looks like they've dominated the game. There is a real element here where Rovers set up and said, have the ball. And also, we were real, I'm quite glad that they had that many shots in some ways because what was happening was they were becoming increasingly frustrated. They couldn't get in a position where their shots would have been that dangerous. And they were just firing shots from from any old angle, and it was frustrating. You could see their manager getting incredibly frustrated because they were they were instead of recycling possession, they were just having shots from quite ambitious angles. So it is it, it, that isn't as true as what we saw and what actually happened. I think sometimes we were we were forcing them into positions where yeah, go on then have a shot from there. Yeah. Um, it was it was more that than than they were peppering the goal. There weren't many times that I thought you know Pez had a good game, but remember we made a couple of them in the blocks. There weren't many times where I thought, mm, I think we're in major trouble here. No, I were the same. And uh, a Watford yeah. fan, I apologise, I don't remember his name, said on Twitter that Rovers did that. Like People were mentioning the shots and he said, yeah, but Matthias Martins had eight or nine shots from the edge of the box himself trying to whip yeah. it in. And, you know, yeah, these yeah. shots, again, you know, we could pull up the shot map for Watford, but a lot of the Watford shots were, like you say, pot shots. The one they, they had one at the end with a minute to go that they... Oh, Might have gone yeah. out the ground it with that bad of a yeah. hit shot. So yeah, there were plenty of times. Miles out. Yeah. Yeah, there were plenty of times for me that you know you look at Rob's. I mean, look here, we've got ten of the shots off target and another ten of them blocked. So from the twenty-four they had, they only actually had four on target all game for yeah. Watford. So it shows um, that maybe the smash and grab that I keep coming back to wasn't a smash and grab. And Rob has no. actually, for me, executed it perfectly. They did. I've watched it back on, on from the Sky Courage today and 
you know what? I think actually we got them all out to score throughout the game. We, yeah. we are a counter attack, which is under Mowbray, we were always felt we were susceptible to this. Our counter attacks we were wasteful, and that final careful pass that we needed to make wasn't good enough. However, if I was a Watford fan, I would have been watching that going, they're going to win because we were we looked dangerous on the break. We really did, which yeah. is lovely. I know it's a real That's pleasure to see, isn't it? Yeah. I love seeing Rovers getting on the time. Like you mentioned before, and you alluded to, we'll look at Callum Britton now. I mentioned Callum Britton in last week's extra yeah. time show as we took on Hull City uh, and he come off the bench and played left back. I've pulled his heat map up that I've flipped round yeah. for anyone watching so it goes from left to right, just for the reference that we're going to show. So we saw he dominated a lot of that left-hand side there. The one I wanted to pull up was the pass maps that he made. So on your left, you've got the one that lost against Hulls, which you see a lot of passes on the left, but he does come over mm -hmm. into the middle and the right a lot. Whereas Watford, it was pretty much stuck on that left bar, one or two outliers. Now, you mentioned the comment Thomas and me and Mark. Do you just want to go into mm. that and just explain yeah. what you know, So, I what think what said. you can see there is he's not really getting over the halfway line uh, as well as centrally. Um, I think there's, an, there's two elements. There's one where um, they played inverted wingers. So they were cutting in a lot of the time, uh, and that's where him being right-footed helped them. So, but yeah, Thomason talked about how that wasn't really his job. Where they mentioned Harry Pickering in the coverage and that they, he played inside a lot, and what the difference was today. And he said we we knew we wouldn't be able to just dominate possession and dominate the game in quite the same way, and we were fearful a little bit of their front three. So actually, uh, Britain's job was defensively. That is your first duty do not really overcommit was I think what the message that he's had. So it's not surprising that that at all, but you know, then that shows, and he did a, a very good job of it. Yeah. I thought he was brilliant mm. on that left-hand side. And then it brings up the debate of what the Rovers do next week. At the moment with JRC, maybe taking a knock, we can probably guess what Rovers will go for, but yeah. I think it's definitely one to keep an eye on. I mean, you've got to look at this and think left, like you mentioned, Harry Pickering comes inside a bit more. I thought he did the perfect job against. Yeah. I would argue with better attack than Hulav. I know they've maybe not scored oh. as many goals, but better wide yeah. men at least. Uh, yeah, so I thought. I mean, was, Pickering that. was. Um, he wasn't stretched too much against Hull. It was more coming down their left hand side, wasn't it? But uh, whereas you know he was against some good players against in that Watford team. Um, I, I feel a little bit sorry for him again because I think if JRC is injured, he's going to go to the right back and potentially might not keep his place there because obviously the the, the run of form that Joe Rankin-Costello has been on. However, I think if Rankin-Costello hadn't been injured, or if he isn't, for me, he has to start the next game at left back. No, I completely agree. I think he, he keeps his place. Thomason does this yeah. though, doesn't he? If a player gets a chance and they do well, uh, they keep the place, definitely. And, and he should do, yeah. Yeah, he should. And that's what I like. I think under Mowbray, I criticised him a lot because at times it felt a bit like the favourites club of certain players keeping in the place. Thomason doesn't do that. We saw it last year. Even Brereton Diaz couldn't fight his way back into the squad when he first came back. So definitely yeah. a positive. Again, touch map, like I said, he spends a lot more time on the left in this game, uh, as you can see in the one in the blue dots compared to the one there. Now, if we move on to the ball, I want to Sorry, Sorry I was just going to say there was almost a point I remember where he got to the halfway line and he clearly had been told, "No, actually, your job is different." And, and he was coming back; he was actively going, "Ah, I'm not going to get involved in that. I'm coming back." So this isn't a negative. This is him doing his job and doing it to order and doing it very well. Yeah, he's a very good. He wants to, to get forward, doesn't he? You know, it's not. Yeah. yeah. Everyone wants to, don't they? Everyone wants to score goals. Even even when you go back to Sunday League, I played right back a few times and 
you don't want to stay back at all. You want to get the goals. We'll focus on the goal that Rovers actually scored. Now, came in the 72nd minute. Again, if you're watching on uh, YouTube, you'll see all the graphics. Audio-wise, we'll try and explain it to you. So, we look at the image. We've got Imran Luzer come off the bench for Watford. Very good player as well. Plays the pass forward, tries to find his striker, but Lewis Travis intercepts it. Make I think if you just forward. stop it, just stop it back one, Dan. That is what we saw a lot. So you've got quite a narrow defensive four who are playing within the width of the box. You have Travis, and in this case, I think it's Hedges there that, that's sort of sitting quite deep, but there was a two. And then, you know, look where Sam Gallagher is. And that's not because Sam Gallagher's not carrying a goal that he doesn't want to. That was happening a lot. We were really causing the pitch. And that then a lot of their shots, you can see the wide man there on, on the top side, that's where a lot of their shots were coming from because they, that's we were pushing them to say, right, you can have the ball here. Um, so, you know, that it just in itself, that shape is, is effective. And that's in the 70th minute and that's with subs made. So we're still sticking to this game plan. Yeah, that's it's very reminiscent of the Swansea game, wasn't it, last season? Where we set yeah. it up, set it up and then bang, right now we go. And you mentioned this closed box. Now, as we go forward in that closed box, you see we go here again, you've got Hedges, Gallagher, who's not highlighted there, Adam Wharton and Travis. I was just going to say, Adam in. Wharton, to be trusted, he wouldn't have been trusted last season to, to carry yeah. this out. And if you're watching there, Adam Wharton, your first instinct is, bang, right, we're going. What he does is recognise that those three players there are going and in I sit. Fair play to him. Yeah, and that's it. Really disciplined. You've got them within, what, five, ten yards of each other, a complete box, and it really helped as we go forward. We break there, you've got, again, Hedges, Gallagher, Travis, in a little triangle. That option there, like you say, so when we were in the first half, I found that if, say, Travis is Sammy Smoddick's here, yeah. and you've got Tyrese Dolan and Harry Leonard up front, the gap between them was so much bigger, and that's yeah, where Dolan was too wide. It was. He was far too wide. Uh, well, uh, Lewis Travis yesterday, I mean, again, I thought, I thought his rating was quite harsh on that. His, yeah, his, yesterday, you know, what we needed, the 70th minute, and he was pretty exhausted at this point because he was doing oh, this all game. One thing that I, I will always say about Lewis Travis is he's not careful enough for the ball. I don't think he necessarily has enough quality. Yesterday, he couldn't put, point that accusation at him at all. He did this and he carried the ball, drove us forward. He was organising people back in shape. And there was a point where he got the ball down on the right-hand side and whipped a ball across that was... Unbelievable. It was absolutely unbelievable. We just had nobody on the end of it. Um, but the way he did this yesterday, it was a, it was a, a real captain's performance, actually. It was, and I think Travis is one I definitely want to cover, actually, in, in the international break on the channel. The way yeah. that, for me, his position was up for contention this year. I wouldn't have been shocked to see him drop out the side, but I think, no. given this first month of fixtures, arguably... He's been what we know he can be. Yeah, yeah, he, has. he really and, has. And the other thing yesterday, you know, we mentioned Gallagher there, uh, and obviously Ryan Hedges was had a fantastic game with him without the ball. But Gallagher there, Sam Gallagher again yesterday, a bit like Travis, was exactly what Sam Gallagher can be. He was big and yeah. strong, we know that. But he looked, as it, it sounds a bit daft, but sometimes Sam Gallagher doesn't look as big and strong as he is. You know, he's almost apologetic in his for his for his presence. Um, he was ploughing through yesterday. He was back defending. He was forward, and he looked quick. He looked really quick yesterday, which we know he can be. He was just such a threat. He was he was exactly what you look at him and you go, that's what you should be every single week. Yeah, it was a very strong performance from them all. And yeah, I think it's, it's, really it's things we've asked for for a long time, isn't it? It's plays, getting the roles. Every, like you mentioned with Adam Morton, everyone knows their role. Everyone knows yeah. what they're doing. 
it doesn't come down to doing what you want to do or doing what you think might be best personally. It's doing best for the team, like you mentioned, so. Callum Britton as well. Yeah, just to take, just sacrifice what they wanted to do for the team. Yeah, definitely. One million percent. And you see it here, Gallagher goes forward, Wesley Hoot's tracking him, he comes inside of Wesley Hoot, plays the pass through to Travis, who, like you said, was on his last legs. How he got through 90, I don't know. Uh, yeah. or near 90, were very, very, very he was absolutely battered. And then the tackle made by Portis, which we mentioned actually, we thought were very unlucky to where it fell. But it's nice to have that look a bit of having that tackle fall in the right way. Hedges does the rest and goes and puts it in the net. Unfortunately, we can't show the goal because we all know what copyrights are here. But ultimately, but, a really good win and a really good goal to seal the and win. That's really. not, you go where Ryan Hedges is, if you can take it back where he's at the edge of the box there. You know. In some ways, how's he scoring from there? What he needs to be doing is passing it to Gallagher, you would almost say. And, and yeah. obviously, when you, you, you know we can't see the, the footage, but as you've seen it, the, he's so close to, to the defender there. And, and that bit of skill was unbelievable, really. And it was exactly yeah. what Ryan Hedges, what we'd asked for in the pod last week, was Ryan Hedges has got so much ability. It's, please, we just have a bit more belief in yourself. It was really interesting, actually, for anyone who, who hasn't heard the Sky footage, you can go and watch it do. Um they had Keith Andrews, of course, what, a, what an expert he is. Um, but they also had um, Joby McEnough, who said he used to play with Ryan Hedges. And he said he always used to play within himself. And he was talking about that to Thomason and saying, he's got so much ability, is this something you're trying to get out of him? And Thomason, to be fair, didn't make much of that. He other than the fact he said, well, I've seen him score with his right foot, so I've told him to shoot with his right foot every time now. Um, but that it's interesting that that's always been something with Ryan Hedges. So you wonder if it's a bit of belief, and hopefully if it is, he'll get that from this. Yeah, I think we've been critical of Hedges before, and as well as mm. praising him. I think he has this role in the team that he's not your winger that I can see skipping past two and pay, outpacing someone and that, but he's very technical on the ball. And you watch mm. him and you're like, have a shot, go and have a shot, and yeah. you're constantly saying it. And it's out of, I think it's more out of frustration rather than, you know, I get annoyed with him because you know what he can pull out and you know that... that yeah, that's it. exactly... But it's similar to Gallagher, I suppose, in some sense. Yeah. It's not because we, we want him to be something he can't be. It's because I think we we hold them a bit higher than the showing. Um, you know, we th we know Ryan Edges has got the quality to put the ball in when he cups inside, to put it in the top corner. So you just want them to, to show it a bit more. But yesterday, I thought he was absolutely outstanding with and without the ball. I remember watching him, I, I mentioned this on a previous pod, but I remember watching him at Accrington once and he was captive. And it was Thomason's, when they were doing the two 60-minute games, it was last season. And he was captain and you're thinking, that's an unusual one. I didn't really have edges down as a captain. And it was quite a young team, but he was talking those players where they should be in the position. And then he carried that into the Swansea game. And yesterday, it was the same. Travis, don't get me wrong, was, was a big talker yesterday. He was dragging people in position. He was keeping Smodix. He was almost babysitting Smodic yesterday, telling him where to be. I think Smodic was probably the one who struggled the most with um, fighting his instincts to want yeah. to go and press. Um, I felt Dolan was the one who struggled most in terms of understanding what he needed to do and where he needed to be in terms of team-wise. He was stuck out on the left and it caused a few problems. Uh, he still worked hard and he was doing it, putting a shift in. It wasn't through laziness. Um, but Hedges was the other one pulling people and, and he was he was instrumental yeah, I was really impressed with him. What we'll do now before we round off, Mark, is just two questions for you. So the first one I wanted to yeah. ask was, who is your pick of the match? Who is your player of the match? Yeah. Who deserves that accolade for this game? Yeah, there was a number. Um, you know, the defence were great again. 
Pears made a couple of good saves. It has to be Ryan Edges, though. Ryan Edges was, with and without the boards, I've just said, was, was fantastic yesterday. And he produced what normally he doesn't. He's got a goal. Uh, and we yeah, need goal definitely. involvements from him. And the final question to kind of round off the analysis of the game was, yeah. have you learned anything about this Rovers side that you didn't know after the whole game? Is there anything different you may be excited to see? Anything tactically? You yeah. know, you mentioned the change of style, etc. Yeah, I think I've, I've learned that, um, I mean, one thing is Ryan Hedges has got goal involvement and will, and will do it. Uh, but actually what I've learned is that we've got a young squad, but they can play to order. And Adam Wharton, I didn't know if he could do that. And he wasn't his best game yesterday, but I didn't no. know if he could do that. Hedges played to order. Um, I think Smodix and Dolan didn't teach us anything. They taught us what we kind of already knew, um, that their faults are. But I think we can we can do that. We can go to those big teams and we can play to order. And we can do it when we need to do it. Because it was, what was that, within how many days of the, of the previous game? And a complete shift of style. Yeah, eight days, seven days, definitely. And yeah. I think this is the positives we say. I've always said I can accept Rovers getting beat. I can accept anything. But when you can see a playing style being implemented, different ways of playing as well for different games, I think such a big yeah. thing. Because that was one thing I was critical of under JDT at the start of his time here, that maybe, you know, maybe we only had one way. And once that one way were done, we were kind of stuffed. And yeah. if someone found us out, we were done. Probably a good thing to go into that on the pod, actually, the, the yeah. JDT and just the, the, his evolution. But, uh, but completely agree. I think what we saw was this real... I mean, everybody knew their role, so that's got to be down to him. But what wasn't down to him was they all executed it with a determination, a talent and, and a work ethic that, well, it, it, was, it was bloody impressive it was yesterday, what it was. It was really good to see. And that's where we'll round off a perfect 30 minutes discussing the game. Really enjoyed that, Mark. Thank you very much for coming on, as always. No, no problem. And And I will see you for the pod. Yeah, we shall do. And thank you to everyone for watching as well. Really appreciate the support. Whatever platform you're watching on, hit subscribe, hit like, uh, leave a review as well. I just wanted to mention as well the uh, minute applause for Matt Silito and the gesture from Lewis Travis before the game as well. I thought that was incredible, really. I think Rovers... We say a lot about them, we criticise them a lot, but moments like this, I think they really pull through and really show what the club's about. So, to everyone involved with it, thank you for doing it. Uh, I know, obviously, you saw his family on the video before the game. I can't imagine what they're going through now, but having that bit of extra support from the club must be incredible. So, thank you to everyone for, you know, the I think the comments as well, once the news went out on Twitter, I think we're, we're incredible. But just thank you to everyone for the support with it and, for looking after his family as well. Keep backing each other. We've got a good community of Rovers fans. Uh, There's not too many of us, but really good community. And hopefully, you know, people can stick by each other. And our DMs are always open as well, if anyone ever needs anything. But that's where we'll round off. Thank you for watching. Remember to vote in the FCAs as well. Thank you for watching Rovers Chat. Remember to vote for us in the Football Content Awards 2023 by using either the Twitter link in the description to post a tweet or you can go over to the Football Content Awards website, which will also be linked down below, and put us under the best club content creator for the Football League. Thank you for watching. Hit subscribe, and we'll see you soon.